millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about what to pack when you're going to Walt Disney World, as Leslie and I share the items that we always make sure is in our suitcase before we leave. Stay tuned till the end of the episode where we introduce a new segment, Disney Do's and Don'ts. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend, subscribed, or left us a rating or review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere really that you find podcasts. Or connect with us at our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered, Twitter at www.deciphered, or email us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As a Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back. We are here today. Leslie and I are about to take a trip to Walt Disney World ourselves and are getting our packing list ready. So we thought, actually, when this episode released, we'll already be in Disney World. So we thought it'd be a good time to just take a look at, you know, what are the things we recommend that people pack when they go to Disney World? Before we get to that, Leslie, uh, I'd just like to start with this. Have you ever like had a big packing fail, Disney World or otherwise? Like, What's kind of like the worst thing you remember forgetting before you went on a trip anywhere? I wish I had some horror stories, Joe. I don't because you know me, I'm super organized and a super planner and I have a family packing list um, that I sort of a master packing list for everybody in the family and for different seasons and different destinations. And I always look at that and change it and, you know, edit it for each trip. And I, I can't say I've forgotten anything major. You know, I've certainly had bags go missing. And um, on my last trip, my bags got really, really wet. Every soaked everything through, but I haven't actually left anything major at home. What about you? So what you're saying is you're just here to make me look bad, huh? Yeah, that's my, that's my job on this podcast, Joe. <laughs> Okay, so uh, maybe, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, uh, I remember, you know, I was young, I was going on a trip, I can't even remember where I was going, but my friend picked me up to go to the airport, went to the airport, got to TSA, took out my wallet, opened my wallet, my license wasn't there, Uh, I had gone out the night before and I left it in my pocket, so that was, that's probably the biggest thing I've ever forgotten. Random tip, my, actually at Disney World, we lost our bag once and my wife lost her driver's license. I actually could have gotten in through TSA without my driver's license. You know, they take you aside. They ask you a bunch of questions. Like my wife had to do it on the way home. It took her an extra hour to get through security, but she was able to do it. But I was still at home. So my friend picked me up, drove me home. I got my license. I got back in time to still make the flight. Um, So, you know, my license is probably the worst thing that uh, I've forgotten before. Yeah, that could be bad. But I've had several friends who've either had their license stolen or something like that during the middle of the trip, and they've somehow managed to get themselves home. So there are ways to to make it happen. But that's that's not fun. I, I, I live in fear that I will do the same. And I can't tell you how many times I've been in an Uber driving to the airport and opening up my wallet to make sure my license is actually where it's supposed to be. That's that's one of my fears. Yes, now I check that uh, four or five times. That used to be the latest I've ever made a flight before, but um, that was topped in my recent trip 
two weeks ago, I had to go to St. Louis for a wedding. I had a 7.50 a.m. flight and my daughter woke me up at 7 a.m. because I had slept through all my alarms. And luckily, I just lived 15 minutes away from the airport and I made it. I was on the plane by like 7.37, but that was pretty stressful. That's impressive. Don't, don't do that next week when we're headed to Disney World. I want to make sure we all get there in one piece. <laughs> yeah, I have a 7.15 a.m. flight and I'm like, oh, shoot, what am I going to do? So I, I Maybe know. I'll call you, Joe. Maybe I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> That's 4.15 for you, but you know if that works for you, whatever. No, even <laughs> earlier. All right, so let's get to uh, our packing list. So, you know, I think obviously when you're going to a theme park, um, when you're going to Disney World, I mean, it's Orlando, right? You can pretty much get whatever you need on the ground. But, you know, we found or I found, and I know you have found as well, that, you know, if you bring certain things from home, it just makes your life a lot easier. You can save a lot of money. You know, let's just go through our lists of kind of must-pack items. And these must-pack items are kind of Disney-specific, Disney World-specific. So, Leslie, what do you have first on your list? What is something that you always make sure is on your Disney World packing list? Yes, so sunny Florida. So sunny sun protection is always number one on my list. And I am super, super Irish and have really pale skin and I burn so easily. So a lot, a lot of sunscreen hats, especially if you're going summertime, heat of the day, those kind of times of day. So that's that's number one for, for me and my my redheaded progeny. So a uh, question for you about the sun protection. Do you like bring an entire tube or like how much do you find you usually need? Yeah, I mean, I bring more than one. So we usually use cream on our faces and then spray on our bodies, my family. And I bring at least two or three full-size spray cans and at least one full-size cream. I mean, yeah, like I said, we're really pale. <laughs> it's not It's not pretty, Joe. It's not pretty. Pays to be a person of color sometimes. So um, <laughs> I assume you're always like checking that through uh, through your baggage, like it's too big to carry on, right? Yeah. I mean, usually my Disney vacations, since I'm coming from the West Coast, my Disney World vacations, I'm checking a bag. And uh, so, yeah, it's no problem for me, obviously, for those of you who are traveling lighter than we are, then you've got to think about the 3.4 ounce rule. And sometimes, sometimes considering how much sunscreen costs, it makes sense to pay for a check bag (laughs) more than it does to buy a lot of tubes of sunscreen in Orlando. Just depends. Yeah. The tubes in the Disney hotels are like very, very unfairly priced. I mean, they know they have you. Uh, Yeah. So the only thing I would say about the sunscreen is, yeah, when we take shorter trips, sometimes we get away. I don't know if you've ever heard, there are these things called goop tubes. They're just kind of tubes that you can put lotion or, um, you know, we put our lotion, sunscreen, sometimes you could even put toothpaste in there and they are carry on size. So if we are going for a short trip, sometimes we just put our sunscreen in there. Um, those are really useful. Good tip. I've not heard of this. So for me, the first thing that, and this was semi a packing fail, I always make sure to bring ponchos when we go to Disney world, whether you're there any time of year, it you can basically expect it to rain at some point during your vacation. Maybe it just only rains for 15 minutes. Maybe it rains for two hours and the rain in Florida can get pretty fierce. Um, and I prefer ponchos because I can put it over my backpack, um, umbrellas, they kind of blow away. So I always make sure to bring ponchos when I go to Walt Disney World and have them in my backpack, which is my packing fail. You know, the first time I ever did this, I brought the ponchos. I felt you know, very comfortable. I was like, oh, the forecast looks great today. It's not going to rain. I left the ponchos in my hotel room instead of, you know, these two ounce ponchos, putting them in my backpack. And of course it rained that day and uh, we got totally soaked. Um, But yeah, ponchos are something I always make sure to pack because they cost 
like 14 or 15 dollars in the parks and they're nice ponchos but you can get cheap ones at amazon for like five dollars so question for you about ponchos are you bringing the sort of single use and chucking them or are you reusing them throughout your trip that's something i always struggle with should i buy like a slightly nicer poncho or truly buy the one dollar dollar store versions and just throw them away after the rainstorm's over yeah i've done it both ways at this point so i actually i was in orlando for work one time and we decided to just go to epcot for one night as a bonding experience um of course it poured that night but we managed to expense off ponchos for everyone so now i have a official disney poncho which i always bring and then we also have a fairly nice i mean still only like eight dollars but a nice reusable poncho for my wife but for the kids i kind of have throwaway ones because you know they're getting bigger and so it makes it easier but kind of whatever works for you i mean the reality is you could probably buy like five or six throwaway ponchos for the price of one disney poncho so you're still coming out ahead as long as you're prepared enough to bring it true yeah six and one half dozen i I suppose so so while we're on the topic of attire The next thing on my list is just more generally weather appropriate clothing. And I'm really feeling that this time for our trip coming up here next week, because it's going to be so hot in late June in Orlando. It's been since I was a child, honestly, since I've been to Disney World in the summer, we usually go in spring or other times of year. And I'm I'm dreading the heat. A decade of living in California has made me weak. So I'm I'm looking right now, actually, I'm going to try, try to go get some like moisture wicking like hiking shorts because I'm kind of worried just being in like my regular you know khaki cotton ones are going to be really miserable in the heat of the day so so I'll let you know how that goes after after our trip and see if that works out what about you Joe yeah I definitely think weather appropriate clothes are good I used to be a runner that those days are long gone Um, but I will say that uh, in my running days, you know, I'm run- I used to run in the winter here in Boston where it would get really dry and I used to have issues with um, my legs getting chafed and it would be really painful. And I don't want to get too personal, but that is something that also happens in the humidity and the moisture in Orlando. If you're someone who has that issue, I would highly recommend this stuff that's it's made for runners. It's called Body Glide. Um, you put it on like a deodorant stick. You can put it on your soles. You can put it on your thighs. You put it on wherever you kind of need a little bit of lubrication, but that really helps me. Like I can't go anywhere in the summer without it, without, um, you know, being in a lot of pain by the end of the day if I don't use that. So, you know, in terms of what actual clothes I wear, it doesn't really matter. But if I don't have the body glide, I usually end up being in trouble. So I always uh, make sure to pack that. Yeah, good tip. I mean, even my nine-year-old daughter, who's, you know, super skinny and in great shape, has had trouble with chafing on some of our uh, other summer vacations. So it really can happen to everybody. Yeah, and I would say that the body glide feels a little bit expensive, but it lasts for a long time. I mean, the stick lasts for a long time and I can't go anywhere without it uh, in the summer. So the kind of going along with the walking, it's very easy to walk eight to 12 miles on average per day at Walt Disney World. So because of that, it's really important to bring shoes that are comfortable and also shoes that are broken in. You know, sometimes if you buy new sneakers, if you haven't broken them in yet, your feet aren't comfortable in them yet. uh, They can end up causing more pain or more blisters than normal. There are some crazy people who try to do Walt Disney World with flip-flops, but unless you have like the most comfortable pair of flip-flops in the world, I would highly not recommend that. Like for me, you know, no matter how hot it is, it's my most comfortable pair of sneakers because I know that I'm going to be putting, you know, on a four or five day trip, I'm going to be putting 40, 50 miles on those sneakers. What about you for shoes? Yeah, as an addendum to that, 
I would say bring multiple pairs of shoes because the trouble I find is that, you know, even my most broken in comfortable sneakers have, you know, some spot where I'll get a little blister. And then if I'm wearing those shoes day after day after day, it just gets worse. So I trade off shoes. I usually have like one pair of like regular big tennis shoes. Uh, and then I, I have another pair of sketchers that are sort of slimmer line, uh, but also athletic shoes. And I trade them off. And uh, especially if you're going to be going for like a week long vacation. Yeah, that's, that's really key. Definitely. Obviously the other um, point about the shoes is because it rains all the time, you never know when your shoes are going to be soaked. So we are dressed appropriately. We are protected from the sun, but this is 2018. We're on our phones all the time. At this point, I think it's really tough to recommend going to Walt Disney World without bringing a portable charger or a battery pack so that because you're going to be taking pictures on your phone all day, you're going to be on my Disney experience all day, and that takes a lot of energy. So I would definitely recommend bringing portable chargers. Do you have a portable charger or battery pack that you really like and enjoy or would recommend? Yeah, I, I think because I'm a blogger and I'm always on social media draining the phone even more than regular people, I bring multiple chargers. I can go through more than one in a full park day. So my favorite brand is Jackery, the Jackery Bar Charger. They make one that holds about three full iPhone charges and it's not too big. It's maybe the it's about not even the length of my iPhone and, and a little fatter than that. And it's not huge, not too heavy. And I always carry that in my park bag, but you really do need them. I mean, so many people are like, find that their battery gets drained on the Disney Wi-Fi before lunchtime. And you don't want to not be able to book fast passes or, you know, change your dining reservations or, or do whatever you need to do on the app, look at the map. So bring that. There are fuel rod chargers in Disney parks. It's sort of a trade in trade out, but you know, they're 30 bucks if you're not there and not prepared. And we have one one fuel rod in my family. Uh, you can also pick them up at airports for 20 bucks. So if you're flying to Disney World, you see a fuel rod charger, think you're going to use it, buy it in the airport, save yourself $10. So fuel rods, like, how does it work? You just buy it once and then you can exchange it at like the fuel rod kiosks or whatever. I've never, I kind of have sort of figured out how it works, but I've never actually totally understood it or bothered to look up. Yeah. So you buy it once and it comes with the, the cords that you need. I think there's one that's compatible for Android and one for iPhone as well. So even if you forget your cord, which you probably will, if you forget a charger, then you're set. And so then you can just trade in the actual chargers at any kiosk in any of the parks and you get a new one back that's fully charged. So you don't even have to worry about like plugging it into the wall. Um, you know, if it drains itself, you can just trade it right in. Of course, if you want to charge it overnight at your hotel, and you does can. it cost more to exchange or it's just that first time fee? Just the first time fee. Okay, cool. Yeah, personally, I swear by Anchor products, A-N-K-E-R. I have two, they're called lipstick chargers. You know, that usually is good enough for me, but my phone has been having issues. I managed to drop it as I was closing the car door. So I closed the car door on it, which cracked the screen. So now the display is kind of like always on. Um, So I've been draining a lot. And so I stole, (laughs) I actually stole a portable charger from my father last time I was in New Jersey and I forgot to return it. So now I have three, but uh, the ones that I personally bought myself are Anchor. Just to uh, add two more things for me, um, just as a parent of young children, you know, I found that having disinfectant wipes, not even the diaper wipes, but just disinfectant wipes is very invaluable. You know, if the bathroom is too far away. We can use it before we eat. Um, sometimes my wife likes to wipe down the table because she's a little bit more of a germaphobe than I am. You never know when 
a kid can get Mickey bar chocolates smeared all over the face. So those are very useful to have. The other thing I like to buy beforehand, you know, it doesn't save a ton of money, but it makes the kids happy is I like to buy their autograph books beforehand. You can maybe save one or $2 from on the quote unquote official Disney autograph books, you know, by buying them online from sellers on Amazon before you hit the parks, or you can buy, you know, cheaper kind of not the ones that you would get in parks as well. Um, but we usually, since we have lost autograph books in the past, we kind of just show up in Orlando with three or four of those books um, so that they're ready to go. And now that we have so many kids, it's uh, cheaper to buy in bulk. Smart. We're, our autograph book is full. So we're in the market for a new one for this next trip. Well, we, t- we talked a lot about everything that you need to pack. And I know a lot of listeners uh, drive to Disney World, so it's not a big deal for them to just load up the car and drive all the stuff down. But you and I are often flying, so trying to travel light. So one thing I should mention uh, that we really rely upon is grocery delivery. I-, I can't pack a bag full of snacks when I'm flying from California. And Amazon Prime Now, which is increasingly available in a lot of cities, but if you don't live in a big city, you might not know about it, can deliver groceries to your room and your Disney hotel very quickly. You can even get one hour delivery if you pay a little bit more. I remember one time I landed in Orlando. I was sitting in the Magical Express as we were about to leave and I placed my order for Amazon Prime now and it was at my hotel before my bags from the airport were at my hotel. So really quick. It's something you can schedule if you don't have a lot of time. And and there is a small, I think, uh, delivery fee at most of the Disney hotels. I think it's $5, but... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's negligible. And that's an easy way to get a lot of groceries or even things like baby supplies. Because one thing I've noticed, um, you know, I always brought my own diapers when my son was of that age. But if you're relying upon buying them at the Disney shops or even at the baby care center, they don't necessarily have the sizes that you use. They usually have like maybe a size four, but if you have a much younger baby, a much older baby, you're going to need to buy the right size diapers. Yeah. We really love doing that for supplies and, you know, stuff like soda too. It's just so much cheaper, even with a $5 delivery charge fee to uh, get it there. And, you know, we also like, I think I've said this in the past, but you know, we like to get cereal and breakfast stuff so that the kids can eat as soon as they wake up. Yeah, exactly. There's a fridge in the in the room in all the Disney on property hotels and make good use of it. I know I certainly have. All right. So I think that pretty much wraps up what uh, we like to pack specifically for a Walt Disney World vacation. So we decided that we wanted to try out a new segment. Uh, and so we're going to start today. Uh, the segment is called Disney Do's and Don'ts. Um, so at the end of every episode, we're going to I guess, drop some random advice about what you should do or do not do um, as you, I feel like Yoda right there, but do or don't do as you're planning your Walt Disney World vacation. So today I'm going to share a do with you, like something you should do as you are planning your Disney vacation. And that's this. I would highly recommend, especially if your kids are a little bit older, but maybe not old enough that they can walk the parks completely themselves, I'd highly recommend looking into stroller rental in Orlando. So my kids, they can get my older kids, they can get through the airport without a stroller, but they can't get through 10 miles a day at Disney World without a stroller. So instead of worrying about the stress of bringing a stroller or checking it, and every time I check it, every single time I gate check a stroller, I lose an extra cup holder. So like I can never have 
drinks on my strollers anymore. Um, so, you know, it's just really easy to use a stroller rental company. There's a lot of them in Disney World. I've used Orlando Stroller Rentals in the past. Full disclosure, they gave me a discount when I was at uh, the Social Media Moms Conference a couple years ago. And so that's why I use them in the past. So they're the only ones that I've used. Um, there are other companies out there. You know, if you just Google stroller rental in Orlando, you'll see a lot of companies. But, you know, I highly recommend looking into that, seeing if that works in your price point. Yes, you'll pay maybe $60, $70 to rent a stroller, depending on how many days you're there. I think it's just actually, it could be cheaper than that. I can't even remember. But you'll save yourself a lot of time and stress um, as you're packing. So that would be my Disney do for this episode. Any thoughts on that, Leslie? Have you ever rented a stroller before? I haven't, but I know a lot of people who have successfully, especially if you need a double stroller, you just don't want to be flying with that. Or you probably don't even have room in your trunk, um, depending upon your car size, if you're driving to Disney. I'm I'm a big fan. We have a travel stroller that's small enough for my four-year-old that goes in the overhead bin. So I don't have to worry about losing cup holders. There, are, there aren't any cup holders, even if I did check it. But uh, totally agree, especially for, for families in your situation with two kids who would be stroller age. Yeah. And the other great thing is all these stroller rental companies, definitely Orlando Stroller Rentals did it, but other companies, all the all the companies in Orlando, they will deliver it to your Disney hotel. And often they can deliver it to someplace offsite if you're offsite as well. Um, so, you know, that makes it super easy. You just show up at the hotel and the stroller is there for you. All right. Uh, anything else on packing? That's all I got, Joe. Okay. So we just want to wish you the best of luck as you are packing for your Disney World vacation. If you have any tips or tricks stuff that you like to pack for your Disney vacation that you feel like we may have neglected, you can connect with us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered, tweet us at WDW Deciphered, or email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Other than that, thanks, Leslie. I'll see you next time. Thanks, Joe. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.